Hey guys, welcome back to the Soulfully Awakened podcast. It is your host, Nicole. And today I have a very special guest who's not only just a guest, but is a friend of mine and keeping with our Soul Session series. It's the platform where I get to have a beautiful open conversation with my guests and you get to hear a little bit about the magic and alchemy that they do in the world. So my guest today is Ron Schaefer. He is a miracle mindset coach. He is a beautiful, beautiful intuitive channel, and he is a course in miracle student and guide. I've known Ron for about eight years now, and it was a divine meeting. He just happened to show up to one of my fitness classes. Um, we had never met before, and immediately after the class is over, he came right up to me and was just telling me about when I teach all the the energy and light that I was giving off. And that right there created the bond between us and solidified our friendship. And he has been one of the people that I have been able to connect with a lot. So whenever I am learning a new modality or I have a new download for something that I want to share or do, he is the ever so trusting guinea pig of my life who will come over and let me do these things and gives me beautiful feedback. And he's also not only been a friend, but he's been such a great source of a mentor and an encourager in my life. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Ron. Well, thank you so much for having me today. It is such a beautiful honor and a privilege to be invited in to this sacred space with you and be able to share in this beautiful energy together. And I cannot tell you how exciting it is that eight years ago, we met both of us very new to spirituality, mm -hmm. both <laughs> of us really timid and being like, well, you know. <laughs> And then me just kind of coming up to you and be like, oh my God, I don't even care. I'm just going to, I'm just going to blurt it all out. And that's exactly what I did, guys. I don't want you to think that I went up and I was like, oh my God, Nicole, your aura is so beautiful. It was like, okay, hi, my name is Ron. I'm a spiritual intuitive. And um, I just want to throw all this stuff at you because I can feel it. And it feels so good and it feels so amazing. Uh, and then, you know, as I went to her, her beautiful fitness classes, as I did, got to do Zumba with her and just feel the energy, you know, we got to, you know, before class have little mini discussions or after class have mm -hmm. little mini discussions. And it was just so wonderful to have that person that I could go to and be like, oh my God. So last night I had this dream about unicorns. <laughs> and then she'd be like, oh my God, shut up. I had a dream about unicorns. I'm like, oh, oh my God, guys, unicorns. <laughs> I, and I love that too, because when I met you, I was probably about a year, year and a half into my spiritual path. And I was a lot like you, where I was like feeling like a lone wolf. Like, why don't I have anybody that I can talk to here, like in the physical that I can see. And, you know, that whole saying, when you are ready, the next, the next guide, mm -hmm. the next spirit, the next teacher will show up on your path. And you did. And it was like, we were strangers. We never met, but the moment we started talking, we immediately clicked. And it was so nice to have somebody 
who lived near me. And what you guys probably don't know is like Ron literally lives across the street in the next neighborhood. So <laughs> it, was, it was so divinely um, timed and planned. And we've been friends and we've been in communication ever since that moment that you dropped into my fitness class. Yes. And it has been wonderful. You know, not only do I get the opportunity to be her guinea pig and I don't want you all to think at all, man, Oh no, it is a pleasure to be <laughs> able to go over there. And she's like, so I have like this new modality that I'm trying out. You want to come over? And I can tell you my immediate answer is always, oh, yes, I'm excited. Like, let's do it because it's so great to be able to have, you know, someone in that physical that not only can, you know, come over and listen and be, you know, that guinea pig, but also I'm getting so many benefits from it as well and get, being the person who gets to experience it and being that experiencer and it's such a it's such a fun way of really being with spirituality spirituality you know for me doesn't necessarily mean that you sit all day and you just meditate or you sit mm -hmm. all day and you just you know communicate with spirit is that wonderful? <laughs> of course it is to communicate with spirit, but it's also wonderful to be able to spread your light and spread your message with other people. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Reiki or anything like that. It can just simply be you being present. I don't think a lot of us really realize how immeasurable our presence is to a situation because something may not happen because you're not there. Maybe people won't get on the dance floor because you're not there to initiate it with your mm -hmm. energy, with your vibrancy to say, oh my God, I want to get up and dance. And then you, know, you get up there and then gives other people, you know, that same kind of courage. So, you know, just because you, maybe you're not super tapped into your gifts yet realize that you are demonstrating your gifts simply by being present. Yes. I, I love that you say that. And the thing that I have realized so much, like in my journey, on my path with everything that I do, and I'm sure that you can probably attest to this as well, is there are thousands upon thousands of people who are doing um, maybe mindset coaching, Reiki, fitness, um, coaching, healing, whatever it is, whatever we're doing, it could be music, it could be art, it could be writing books, but the, the key factor is you, what energy do you bring forth? Because maybe the first time people initially invest in you, it's because of the thing you're doing, but what keeps them reinvesting and coming back time and time again, and being looped into your frequency is you you are what matters. It's the energy that you give off. It's the way that you flow through life. It's the way that you speak without even trying to do anything. It's that embodiment. And what I have found is that is what people love. Like whether they realize it or not, they are feeling the energy of who you are. They're feeling that authentic you coming through. And I always encourage people to unravel themselves and you know let's get to the core of who you are in this moment because in every moment we can show up as different versions and if that feels good to you in that moment then it's authentic to you like authenticity to me as i've learned is not a place that you ascend to and you sit and you stop it's an ever-evolving 
flowing stream of energy and the way to know if you're in alignment with the authentic self that's showing up is, does it feel good to me in this moment? Because if it feels good to you, then you are being your most authentic self from moment to moment. So I'm sure that you find that as well is like the best thing that you can do is show up as yourself and be yourself and let that energy carry. And the people that are meant to be with you, work with you, to be in your ecosphere will find you. Oh, yes, completely. And it is really all about being authentic. You know, you don't need to put on airs. You don't need to put on, and this is something you and I have talked about, is mm -hmm. you don't need the label. You don't right. need the label. You don't need to be a yogi. You don't mm -hmm. need to be a saint. You don't need to be a light worker, a dark worker, a this worker, a that worker. Just be you. Be the divine spark of light that you are because that aspect of you is limitless. There is mm -hmm. not a limit to it. It is only the limit that you put upon it yes. that then put you in a container which then stops you from what you were speaking about ever expanding into the infinite possibility of who you truly are. And that's where we really want to be with everything is we want to let go of those labels, let go of those limitations because limits, labels, and limitations are where the ego comes in and plays its funnest game, which mm -hmm. is, oh, you know what? I'm just this. And yes. then that's it. I'm just yes. this. And then you stop. You mm -hmm. may expand, you know, a little bit, a fraction. But if you just let go of that label of I am a light worker, let that go. Yeah. Now you can, now you're everything. You mm -hmm. are, in fact, the light. You know, or I am, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a yoga instructor. No, mm -hmm. you're not just a yoga instructor. You are so much more. You are offering so much more. And mm -hmm. when you show up as yourself, not as the label that you put yourself as or as society or others, which the only reason society and others have labeled you a certain way is because you have allowed that label to control you. You have allowed that label to stick to you because you find that in some way, shape or form, it holds power. It holds mm -hmm. no power, only the power that you give it. That's the same thing with fear, the same thing with anxiety, with worry, the same thing with anything else in this world. Nothing can hurt you unless you give it the power to do so. Mm -hmm. God, I fucking love everything you just said. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's so funny because I've been thinking about this a lot. Like when we label ourselves, whatever it is, even though it may be the most beautiful, um, vibrational, energetic label that there is. It's when we label ourselves, this is who I am. This is what I do. And we declare that. Well, then everybody outside of us sees us in that lens of perception. And then if we feel the need to shift and change, we will stop ourselves because we'll be like, oh, I can't do that because I said that I only listened, like I had this discussion today, like talking about like enjoying the 3D experience while still 
enjoying the 5D experience. Like where if you want to watch trashy reality TV, does that make you less spiritual? No. Like, or if you want to listen to rap music as opposed to quote unquote conscious music, does that make you less spiritual? No. If you want to eat a vegan diet versus eating meat, does that make you less spiritual to eat meat? No. And it's like the labels are defined by what we define them as. And so what if we can just accept that we are these soulful beings who are here to enjoy the human experience. And if we show up to what we're doing with intentionality and we find the sacredness in that thing, and we're able to float in and out of what we feel called to do in each moment, to me, that is living a spiritual life. It's being accepting and awakened to who you are and owning the choices along the way. And then even when you make mistakes or you have quote unquote perceived failures, that is okay too. It's like taking away the perfectionism and these perfect labels of what spirituality looks like or what a Reiki master looks like or what a divine channeler looks like. It's like stripping all that away and showing up as yourself, because I feel like when you show up as yourself, when you are doing those things, when you're saying, Hey, this is how Ron does it. This is how I conduct my, my groups this is how I do this. And it gives people permission to be like, Oh, like I love what he's doing, but yeah, I can do it in my own unique way too. And it's just as powerful. And so I think that when we do that, we set the example and we give permission for other people to rise as well. Oh, yes, yes, completely. We give, we are always giving permission in every way, shape, and form on either a conscious or an unconscious level mm -hmm. that we either are going to give something power or we are not going to give something power. And when it comes to authenticity, when it comes to showing up as the truth of who you are, that simply is an unconscious permission slip that you're not only giving to yourself in every given moment, but you're giving to everyone else, which then makes everyone else feel more at ease, feel calmer, feel better, because they don't feel that there's a sense or that there's an air about the place that says, oh, I have to act this certain way, or I have mm -hmm. to be this certain way for people to accept me. You know, the way mm -hmm. that I do a majority of my groups and a majority of the things that I do is come as you are ask questions. I, I say it in my spiritual discussions. I say it in my groups. I do not believe in stupid questions. If yeah. it's a question you have, then it is such an important question for me because it's something that is calling to you. You want to know about it. And I'm here to assist you. I'm not here to give you the answer. I'm yes. here to help you see that you already have the answer. And if we circle back to the, you know, the labels and stuff, you can use the labels. Like Nicole and I have to use the late, you know, for me, it's miracle mindset coach, but that yeah. doesn't mean that I strictly just, okay, that's it. It's just about <laughs> miracles. It's just, that's it. That's all I can help you with. No, it's just a label that I use that I do not have to. So that way I can just say, here you go. This is the umbrella term that I'm using, but yes. I do a variety of different things. I use cards. I use EFT. I yes. use my guided meditation. I do my channeling. You know, there's mm -hmm. so much that comes with it, but it's just an umbrella term that I yeah. can use. 
Now, just because I use it doesn't mean that I now identify myself wholly as that. I still yeah. see it from that observer perspective as, you know what, that is what in this moment is best, this title is best serving my services, so I will use it. But I know that that is not the truth of who I am. I don't need to introduce myself and say, hi, I'm Ron Schaefer. I'm a miracle mindset. Coach. It's so <laughs> great to meet you. I just uh -huh. introduce myself as, hi, I'm Ron. It's nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think like sometimes when we are stepping onto the path of like getting to know ourselves better, to understand our inner workings, or maybe we're on the spiritual path and now we're diving into books or we're taking trainings and things like that. It's so easy to like start like collecting these labels or talk, we've talked about this before, like collecting these certifications mm -hmm. and collecting this certificate. And I have always like, you and I have had this talk where like, you're always like, well, like why, like what's, where's the need for all these certificates and labels? Yes, they're great. But if you already have the knowledge inside of you, who says that you have to have this certificate or have attended all these workshops, mm -hmm. can you simply just show up and let that gift come through? And that's kind of the way I've always operated. Of course, there are certain certificates and workshops mm -hmm. and trainings that I have taken because for me, it was like a dropped in moment of like, does this feel aligned to me? Okay. Yes. Like you, you need to now pursue your Reiki master training because to me that like ignited a new sense of, um, confidence within myself that like, I am ready. Like this is meant for me because you know, I, I've been doing Reiki, um, for almost 10 years now. And it took me just up until last September to be like, okay, it's time to become a Reiki master. Like the calling is there. And we've always talked about that, about like, mm -hmm. what's the point of collecting like all of these. And sometimes I feel like a lot of people just, and it's just to no fault of their own. Like, I don't know their path, but sometimes I find in this world of self-development, spirituality, getting to understand oneself, there is a tendency for overconsumption and not digesting it, processing it, assimilating it, and then embodying mm -hmm. everything that you're learning. And to me, I'm like, holy fuck, that can create a lot of like <laughs> uh, overwhelm and confusion within all the energy centers and unindate your nervous system. And so I have really, like when I find myself being like, I have to read this, I have to do this. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> you don't have to do anything, Nicole. Like, why do you feel like you need to do this? Is there something in you that if you think that you have to do this, is there a validation you're seeking? Is there something you're seeking mm -hmm. to look more worthy, more competent, more knowledgeable? And so it comes with that awareness, obviously, that we learn on our path. But do you, do you notice that as well? Did you notice that on your path too? Like oh, this yes. need to like, oh my gosh, I got to have it all. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember when I first started, uh, it was all about, you know, at that point when I first started, it was all about tarot. Like I needed to know everything about tarot <laughs> cards. It didn't matter yeah. what it was, like every free workshop, seminar, anything I could find, I gobbled it up. Anything about spirituality, I gobbled it up. But that yeah. was the thing. I gobbled it up. I did not embody anything yeah. that I had learned. I was just like, oh yeah, oh my God, give me more, give me more. I want more. <laughs> and then when I was starting to find things, you know, become repetitive, 
yeah. I was like, well, now there's nothing new to learn. Now I have nothing. That's it. I'm, <laughs> I'm doomed for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, it's simply because I wasn't embodying those principles. And that is what is so important is to embody what you are learning, to apply it practically to your life in yes. each and every moment that you can. And that mm -hmm. is something that I have learned that, you know, and I've adapted my own teachings too, to give people that practical application and not yes. just be like, okay, go meditate for like five <laughs> years in a cave and then you'll be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, I'm like, right. okay, so you're having this, you know, let's take for example, one of the biggest things that I think people face today, yeah. which is judgment. And it's yes. not only judgment of others, it's judgment of ourselves because yes. that is what this whole world is really built on is mm -hmm. judgment because this whole world is duality. You can't yes. talk about duality without talking about judgment because mm -hmm. if they're one in the same duality means this or that judgment yes. is the decision between right. this or that. Right. So we have to look at it and say, okay, why am I judging this? Like, what is it that either, you know, it's teaching me or what is it uncovering for me? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel the need to place my opinion upon this? Not to say that yeah. your opinion is right, not to say that it is wrong, but mm -hmm. simply to ask yourself the question, why do I need to judge this? And if I am judging it, how can I see it differently? Like, how can I begin to see this person, this situation? Mm -hmm. How can I see it differently? And just mm -hmm. asking yourself that simple question. And then if you're like, well, I don't know how to see it differently, then beautiful. You have actually come. And I know I'm getting really excited because this is what happens when I start talking no, about I love things it. that I love. Keep going because I'm, I'm excited too. So I'm loving it. <laughs> um, so, you know, because then you've got to, I don't know. And that's exactly where you want to be. It mm -hmm. is, I don't know. That is the most powerful place that you can possibly be in your life is yeah. I do not know. And that is when you can ask for that higher perspective. Mm -hmm. That is when you can say, you know what? How would source look at this? How would my angels look at this? How would my guides look at this? How would, you know, whatever your higher power is, how would the spaghetti monster in the sky see this? <laughs> it's, you know, just yeah. whatever you want to name your higher power claim it and say, how would it look at this? Because if you are in the mindset, if you are in the belief that God is love, that source is love, that your angels are love, then that gives you the beautiful permission to begin to see through those eyes instead mm -hmm. of the eyes of the ego. The eyes of the ego will only show you what you believe. And what you believe is based on past perceptions that are not in this now moment. But what you are doing is you are bringing them into the now moment by judging it based on that past perception. Yeah, and I like that you bring that point up because I don't think people realize the, the magical power and alchemy of being able to surrender and open up and say, I don't know, because I think we fear claiming 
like being like, you know what? I, I, I don't know because that's scary because I think in our minds, we, like if someone comes to us and asks us a question, we think right away, like, I've got to know the answer to this. Cause if I don't give an answer, there's no way that I'm saying, I don't know. Because if I say, I don't know, that means that I'm not this, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. So there we go. The judgment going on there, the fear of judgment coming from the other person, but there's a lot of surrender and a lot of trust and a lot of humility and being able to say, you know what? That's a, that's a good question. I don't know. Because when we say, I don't know, I feel like we create spaciousness Mm -hmm. for something to come in. And we release that judgment of saying, you know what? I don't know, isn't a bad thing. And that's something that I have learned because as you go about like, you know, especially like you and I, we're on this spiritual path. We are helping others. We're guiding others. You know, we do healing sessions and people come to us because they think and perceive that we hold every single key and every single answer. But what they don't quickly realize is when they work with us, it's like, we can see what we see, but we're always going to give the power back to you. Like we don't ever want people to keep coming back to us and say, here's what's going on. Fix me. Because as you know, we've worked with a lot of clients over the years. We can't do the work for that person and we can give them the most beautiful, beautiful guidance. But if you're not taking it outside of the walls or beyond the, the computer screen of our session together, then when we meet back up again in a couple of weeks or a month or whatever, you're probably going to be sitting in the same exact space and being like, well, nothing changed. And it's like, well, did you, did you do anything? And, um, so I think like for me, it's been learning to like, if I don't have the answer, it is perfectly good and well, Nicole, to say, you know what? I, I don't know. Thank you for bringing that up. And then that sparks whatever within us to drop into ourselves. Like you said, speak to the higher power, tap into our higher self and let the, the, the guidance, let the breadcrumbs start to funnel in. But I think a lot of people, probably people who are listening too, like that is a scary thing to declare as the, mm, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it is. And it's the, because- you know, from the perception of the ego, which is built on society, built on what we are told that we have to be, we are told that we have to be, you know, brilliant and smart and amazing. You have to know everything right then, right, right. there. I mean, we live in the age of technology. All you yes. have to do is Google it. All you have to do is this. Yeah. But you know what? There is a beautiful quote or it's a beautiful meme and I don't know where it is or where it came from, but it just pops in my head. you know, from time to time when it is, you can't Google that. Right. And there are some things that you just can't Google. There are times when I really don't know an answer and I just have to say, okay. And you know, for me, I use the term Holy Spirit as my higher power. I'm just like, Holy Uh Spirit, you need, here you go. Enjoy. I mean, there have been times when I have talked to people and I have given some beautiful guidance but it's not me. It's not right. Ron Schaefer. It's not the ego speaking to them. It is spirit directly speaking to them in a way that they can understand all it's doing. And you know, you know that I say this all the time. I'm just, he, I'm just the pretty face. That's yeah. all I am. <laughs> I'm just the mouthpiece. I'm just here yes. to speak and tell, tell you, have spirit, use my body, use my voice, use my mannerisms to tell you exactly what you already know. I'm not really telling you anything that you don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm just bringing to the surface what 
you have neglected, what you just maybe have buried deep down inside. Now to you, it seems like I know you and you're like, oh, oh my God, you've <laughs> given me the answer. I didn't give you the answer. All I did was awaken within you the recognition that you already had the answer within you. And that's what I believe every psychic, intuitive, yes. mediums, shamans, whatever other modality you can think of job truly is. Mm -hmm. We are not here to heal you. We are not here to do the work for you. We are here to be the guides to help you recognize that mm -hmm. you already have the answers. All we do is just do, you know, a light little brushing, really. And sometimes, you know, you may be like, well, a light little brushing. I mean, we had four sessions. But yeah, <laughs> those four sessions over, you know, four months or whatever, you know, you may have seen it as heavy duty work, but it really wasn't that heavy. It was only heavy because you weren't willing to look at it. And so mm -hmm. then we had to go through that resistance to assist you in seeing, oh, wow, yeah, that's exactly where I was. Like, that's where I was. And that's where, you know, I, I held a lot of things and so forth and so on. But we mm -hmm. have to just be willing to, to look. And, you know, there are times when we do need people to assist us in that looking because we're afraid and we need someone to hold our hand because we're afraid that if we look at it, you know, by ourselves, we're going to get stuck. So yeah, that's right. when you come to someone like myself or Nicole, and we gently guide you, you know, where mm -hmm. you need to be. And both of us do it in very different ways. You know, my way is through the Course in Miracles, through my channeling, through, you know, the majority of other things that I do. And Nicole's is through her beautiful shamanic Reiki combined fitness work that she helps you do as well but each one is valid in its own way because it's not that reiki's better than the course in miracles or the course in miracles is better than shamanism all it is is that those modalities is what speaks to both myself and to nicole and that's the way that we show up as conduits for spirit we just show up through the conduit of a Course in Miracles, through the conduit of shamanism. And that's what helps you to, to find us and say, mm, you know what? That energy really resonates with me. Mm -hmm. The way that they're talking, the way that they're speaking, the way that they say things. Wow, I'm loving it. Yeah. And I love that you say that too, because that is the way that this beautiful universal energy of spirit works through all of us. It opens us up to exactly the way and how we are supposed to work our light, to work our alch alchemic abilities. And like you said, one's not better than the other. And what I think is interesting too is like, because both of us, like you and I both do channeling, we get a lot of um, intuitive psychic hits when we work with people. And what people don't realize is like, as the information's coming in, a lot of time, like me, I'm still, sometimes I've been doing this for almost 10 years now where I'm still like, is this even right? Oh my gosh, should I even say this to the person? And <laughs> You know, it, cause it's like, it's, it seems so far out there or the way that spirit will show me a picture in my mm -hmm. mind's eye. I'm like, this makes literally no sense. And, but I'm like, but I have learned, yeah, you got to speak it. You got to share it. It's not your job, Nicole, to filter it or censor it. Speak what we're giving you 
And that's what I do. And what people don't also realize too is when spirit gives us messages, it is not on a timeline. So something we tell you may not make sense today. It may not make sense a month from now, but later down, you might be like, whoa, this is weird. I'm having a little deja vu here. Like, oh my gosh, when I worked with Ron, he said that I would switch jobs or I would be meeting this person or whatever it is. And a lot of times, cause I do a lot of like, when I don't know something or I need some clarity, I kind of drop in, like, I know you work with the Akashic records as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'll kind of like drop in, work with the Akashic masters or just sit in meditation and just like, let spirit come to me. And sometimes when I do Akashic record readings, I can feel that people are like, what the hell? Like what? Like some things resonate, some things don't. And I'm like, if it doesn't resonate now, it may resonate later. And if it doesn't resonate ever, then you know what? It's okay. Like you don't have to take everything I say as gold. I'm just giving you what's coming through. And I think like when we're channeling that, that that's what people like need to realize and understand. So especially people who are listening, it's like, we don't choose what comes in. We don't choose Mm -hmm. the way that we receive or perceive the messages. It's just, it comes in the way that it's supposed to come in for that client. And we are delivering what's flowing through us and maybe we can get a little bit of a sense of a timeline, but usually I don't say, Oh my gosh, this is going to happen. And that's because like you've always said this and I love that you say this. I don't give predictions. I give Mm -hmm. prescriptions. Yes. And I love that because that's exactly how I feel. And I think that that is like the perfect tagline for the line (laughs) of work we're in. (laughs) No, a hundred percent. Because a lot of people, when I first started, they thought Akashic Records means you get to see all of time and space and reality and this. And to an extent, yes, but I only see what is given to me. I can't Mm -hmm. just say, oh, you know what? Well, because Nicole wants this, I have to now go over there. And if the Akashic Masters or the Akashic Records are closed to that, they say, no, yeah. not right now. Yes. And it's no, not right yes. now. There is yes. not a thing that I could possibly do to be like, okay, Akashic Record keepers, let me go ahead. Let me just sweet talk you a little bit. You want some cookies? Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe some money. I don't know what you want, but let me, let me try to bribe you. There's no bribing. They say yes. no. It yes. means no. Yes, And it just, you know, we don't know why it's not our job to know why, just like our job to filtrate it. Our job is simply to deliver those Mm -hmm. messages in whatever way. I mean, there was uh, a time when I was sitting in a doctor's office and, you know, it's just me and this other lady, my mom was at the doctor and I was just sitting there and this male presence comes over and it's like, you need to go talk to her. And I was like, uh, no, thank you. I'm good. (laughs) You know? I'm good. And it just kept on bugging me, bugging me, bugging me. And then I started to get like this pain in my stomach. And I'm like, "Ah, okay, you know what? I'm going to go over there. So I go over and I said, hi, you know, my name is Ron. And I said, you know, just some spiritual etiquette. I said, you know, I'm a spiritual intuitive and there's a male presence here. And it asked me to come and talk to you. Would you like to hear what the message is? And of course, you know, this lady, she just kind of looked at me like, "Uh okay, weirdo. And I was like, oh God, I was like, well, You know, and so I started telling her the things that I was perceiving, the things that I was seeing. And by the end of the conversation, number one, she's in tears. She has unzipped her jacket. And, you know, what had happened was it was her brother uh, who had passed away about two years ago. That day just happened to be the anniversary of his death. 
And, you know, I was able to tell her, you know, he really appreciated. And I guess I always get chills just even talking about it. Uh, But, you know, I told her, I said, you know, he really appreciated you uh, burying him with his Jordans. And she, you know, that was it. As soon as I said that, the floodgates just opened. And she was like, there's no way that you could have known that. She's like, I, you know, I didn't want anyone to know. She goes, but I put his Jordans, um, you know, I put his Jordan, I made sure that his Jordans were on his feet and not those, you know, not the nice shoes. She goes, he wanted his Jordans and that's what I, you know, that's what I gave him. And, you know, I said, well, he's telling me right now that the reason that, you know, you're having this, you know, pain in your stomach is because you haven't let him go. Uh And that, and once again, we did literally, I'm pretty sure, you know, and this is how spirit works. No one came in the doctor's office, the nurse, the practitioner or the receptionist went to go do something. We were literally by ourselves in Mm -hmm. that room for, I don't need, I want to say an hour. It could have been 15 minutes for all I know, because when I kind of get into that mode, time kind of disappears for me personally. I I can't really tell you how much time has passed or where time is going. If I'm going forward, back, up, down, left, right, it's just kind of here it is. You're in the moment and time is moving, you know, with you in the moment. And, you know, she, we did this whole forgiveness meditation, visualization. Uh And by the end of it, she goes, I don't even need to go see the doctor now. I don't even know why I'm here. She's like, because I feel so much better. She's like, the pain in my stomach is gone. And so my mom comes out and sees me sitting next to this lady. And she's like, is everything okay? And the lady stands up, grabs my mom, hugs her. She's like, you have an angel for a son. Thank you so much. She's like, I don't need, she goes, once again, I don't even know why I'm here, but I, you know, I already paid for my visit. So I'm going to go, you know, back there so he can tell me that your son healed me. And I was like, I didn't heal you. All I did was help you realize that, you know, once again, I helped you realize the truth that the pain that you had wasn't necessarily just physical. A part Mm -hmm. of it was also emotional and mental pain that you had held on to, which then came into the body because the body doesn't control the mind. The mind controls the body. And that's what we have to always remember is that our mind, not the thing inside your head, not your brain, but your mind, the thing that receives consciousness, the thing that is vast and beyond our own understanding, that is what controls the body. Why do you think when you start thinking, you know, positive thoughts or you start forgiving that all of a sudden, you know, maybe your skin starts to look younger or you just start to feel healthier or better. You know, another great example of this, and I, for, for all of you out there, this is how I teach. I teach through parable because that's the only way that I know how to do it is <laughs> to just teach through my own life experience. You know, for the longest time, I had such trouble with weight, but the only reason I had trouble with weight is because I consciously held on to it because I was actually afraid of people seeing me. And so I held on to the weight. And then it was the moment that I forgave that idea, forgave that belief, and just started to show up 100% as myself that the weight, I can tell you from my own personal experience, and Nicole sees me from time to time, it has melted away. Yes, it has. Melted. Yeah. And And I love that. And I love that you talk about that part too, because like I'm such a... 
I, I nerd out when we start talking about like energy and the body, how emotions get stuck, you know, and that pain that is, cause like, mm-hmm. this is how I work. So like if, if I see somebody and they're like, oh my gosh, like, like my, my knees are like hurting me. I keep having knee issues. I start to be like, oh my gosh, like where, like, and then if they're like, it's my left knee and I'm like, "Mm, what's going on with the feminine? Is there something maternal going on in your life? Are you having an issue with a female in your life? Where are you not moving forward? Where are you holding yourself back? I start to compute all of this stuff because to me, like knowing the, the emotion, how it gets Mm -hmm. stuck in the physicality. And when that pain starts to come out, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's your body's way of speaking to you in a way that it's trying to get your attention because you have been neglecting whatever issues have been going on. Maybe you haven't been speaking your truth. So you have chronic sore throats. Mm-hmm. And for me, for a long time, when I first started on my path, I would get chronic sore throats all the time. And when I started to understand it, I was like, okay, like there is a throat chakra issue here. What is going on? And I realized, and you know this, like I've really came out of my shell over the past few years, just like speaking my truth, growing in my confidence. And that's a huge part of thanks to you because you have always been a humongous supporter and encourager on my path always. And so you would always encourage me that like, oh my gosh, you know, you're, you're so gifted, you know, you need to share and, and really helping me to like come out of that. And once I started to just own who I was and be like, you know what, I may seem weird to people, but I, I like, I love this aspect of myself. This is a gift that I have been given to have these ideas, to have these visions, to have this way of processing stuff share it, Nicole. And the more that I stepped up to the plate and I freely surrendered to that and I trusted in the guidance I was receiving, I am not shitting you guys. Like my sore throats went away. Like I no longer have those issues. And what it does, when I notice it start to come back a little bit, I'm like, okay, where have you been holding back your truth? Where have you not been speaking your truth? Where have you not been saying what you want to say? And I kind of like check in with myself. And so I love talking about emotions and the body. Um, like when I touch somebody, it's like, if I'm working on like their lower right side over the liver, I can tell them like, okay, there's an issue with a male figure in their life. There's some anger here. What is going on? And I kind of ask for guidance. I'll say, you know, to my guides and their guides. Cause when I do energy sessions, I always invite in my guides and their guides of the highest vibration who want to be part of the session and they can give me information. And I might say, okay, I, I know it's a male energy. Do you want to show me who, can you show me their face? Can you describe them? And I might get a feel of like this is an older gentleman. It feels grandfatherly energy. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell that to my client and they'll be like, yeah, um, I have no relationship with my grandfather because of this. This is what he did to our family. And I'm like, okay, there is anger holding out there. There is something in there that you're holding on to that maybe you haven't unpacked yet. And they'll tell me like, yeah, you're, I haven't, you know what? I haven't thought about that in years, but when you're working on that area, a memory popped up and I didn't realize how emotional I was still about that memory. Wow. And So I think that is like so interesting. It's like the emotions aren't bad. They're telling you a story. And then the pain maybe you feel on your body is 
really sounding the alarm to say, hey, you've been ignoring this. Like, come back into the body. Come listen to our story. And the same thing you were talking about with, um, you know, the brain controlling the body. Like, I'm always so fascinated by, like, Joe Dispenza's work with Mm -hmm. um, mindset remapping, the neural pathways, like neuroscience and stuff like that. Because I fully believe that. I fully believe when you can tap in and you can understand your unconscious thoughts and you can lay them out on the table and you can look at them and say, wow, I can't believe I have been feeding into this unconscious program. Mm -hmm. Like this doesn't feel good to me. Like no wonder I'm attracting toxic partners. Mm -hmm. No wonder, um, you know, I feel unmotivated to, to be healthy. No, no wonder this, no one. And you're like, oh my gosh. Okay. Let me start here. Let me look at this program. How do I want to feel? And then you look at that and you start to work with yourself every single day. And like you said, practical ways that feel good to you and you remap you retrain because we can retrain the looping. And when we get that looping in a way that feels good to us, it does things on an emotional scale, on an energetic scale, on a physical scale, an ethereal scale, a mental scale. And like you and I've always talked, it's like everybody is a healer and Mm -hmm. we just want to teach everybody and show everybody and give them accessible tools, practical tools that say, Hey, I'm going to help guide you, but I want you to be able to do this yourself because you can, I believe in you. And we help them believe in themselves and their capability, which is why I think you and I just, you know, mesh and get along so well, because we have that same belief system around all of that. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. And, you know, it is just about, you know, we are teachers. We can lead you to the door, but we cannot make you walk through that door. You yes. are the only one who can make that choice. And you know what you're talking about when it comes to the mindset, it reminded me that I just recently put up uh, on my website under my courses, I have, you know, I have three $10 courses because, you know, I, once again, I want to make myself as accessible to people as yes. possible. So I have my pre-recorded things. And what you just talked about is actually in our fir- my first session of Money Mindset where I actually tell you, you know, to write down 10 times money is, and then you write down just one word. You're not writing down a full sentence. You're not writing down the story. Money is then as you read that. So let's say you say money is bad. Well, how does Mm -hmm. that make me feel? Because I want you to get into that emotion. And so then you say, okay, well, that makes me feel bad. Okay. So we're going to stop there. And then we do that 10 times. Maybe there are some positive beliefs. Maybe there are some negative beliefs, but then what we do from there is, you know, then I guide you to the next process of, okay, now that we see this, now we have to forgive this, you know, here's the way that we're going to do this. Here's how we're going to rewrite the story. And, you know, I take you through those different steps, you know, through each one of the modules. And then on the last module, I just give you some practical tips, tricks, and techniques that you can use to keep yourself in this new money mindset, Mm -hmm. because that's what we need. We need that practicality, you know, because imagine you go to a Hay House conference, right? You're there, you're in the energy. You're like, oh my God, everything is great. (laughs) And you know, you are just there (laughs) dancing, singing with everybody. You are on cloud nine. You're like, oh my God, my life has changed forever. And then 
something comes up in your life. Yep. A challenge, an opportunity for growth, because that's how yep. I like to see challenges. I, I don't yes. I rarely call challenges challenges. I call them opportunities for growth. And I say, okay. Yes. So you can either say, oh God, here comes a challenge or wonderful. This is an opportunity yes. to use what I have, what I've learned. Because yes. that's, it's always going to be thrown at us in that yep. way. Not because, you know, the universe is cruel, not because God is cruel, but that is the way that we have come to believe that we have to learn. You don't have to learn through pain and suffering and, you know, aggravation and drama. You can learn through joy. It's just about seeing the joy in the process of saying, oh, I get to use this beautiful tool that, you know, Kyle Gray, Sonia Choquette, Ron Schaefer, Nicole Altman, you know, that they, you see how I put us both in there in those I know, love higher it. echelons, because that's who Woo. we are. We are beautiful, <laughs> fabulous beings that have the capacity to do that. Yes. And so, you know, oh, wow, I love these tools. I want to use them. Yes. And okay, here's the opportunity to use them. It's not because you're bad. It's not because, you know, it's basically saying you've learned this. Now, mm -hmm. do you want to stay in the mindset or do you want to go back to your old programming? That's anything that comes up for you is really asking you that. And I love yes. what you said about those unconscious thoughts, becoming aware of them because awareness mm -hmm. is such a big part of, you know, you could call it spirituality. You can call it ascension. You can call it 5d. You can call it whatever you want, yeah. but it is so integral because if you can basically lay your unconscious thoughts out in front of you saying, okay, maybe you have a, and this is, you know, mind mapping. And so basically let's say you have a desire, you have a desire for a wonderful loving relationship. Okay. So that's your core desire. Mm -hmm. but then you have a belief that you're not good enough to have a loving relationship, which then leads right. you to thoughts that are, well, I'm not good enough. I'm too fat. I'm not pretty enough, you know, so forth and so on which then those thoughts lead you to emotions of not feeling loving, you know, feeling mm -hmm. self-deprecating, feeling bad about yourself, which then leads you to a perception of, oh, wow, I'm always alone. Well, that's because once again, that's how you're feeling because those thoughts are causing that feeling. And those thoughts are coming from the belief that you're not good enough. So are you ever going to get to your desire? No, not yeah. until mm -hmm. you unpack that belief which is leading to the thoughts, which is leading to the emotion, which is leading to how you see the world. Yeah. And I love that you talk about that. Like you can be in the most uplifting, magical presence of people, be it, like you said, a Hay House conference or with Esther Hicks or with you or with me or Gabby Bernstein. And you can feel so fucking lit up and magnified. And you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. I feel so excited. But what matters most is not what happened in that room. What matters most is how are you going to apply this to your life now? Because they gave you the tools. So now the ball is in your court. And what I find most times um, people will do is like, they will go to these things and be so excited, but they're still stuck in the same loop because when that challenge or that growth portal pops up on their path, it's a fork in the road. It's like, am I going to operate from this old system or am I going to choose again? And am I going to now 
implement what I've learned and see how that feels. Try this on for a size. How does this make me feel? And I think that's really important for people to realize when you're doing, when you're working with like a soul coach or a healer or a shamanic practitioner or a tarot card reader or doing past life regression, even working out when you are in the presence of those people, that work does matter. But what matters most is what are you going to do with the essence of that session when you are away from that instructor, that practitioner, that coach, that guide. And that's really important to learn because it's a collaborative effort. We're not doing it for you and nor do I ever want to do it for people. I always tell people, when I work with them one-on-one -on -one in my um, sacred soul activation and alignment guidance containers, I'm always saying like, it, it's a collaboration. Like I'm not talking at you. I'm mm -hmm. speaking with you. I'm involving you in the process because the more we talk and I'm, we're playing off of each other's energy, the deeper we can go and flow together. And we're getting to those roots. We're getting to those branches that have come off of this one thing and we're getting to that and let's look at that thing together and like let's talk about it let's feel it let's feel it somatically in the body like what like you know having open conversation because really that's what people are coming to us for is mm -hmm. for support yeah. and helping them like you talked about before like people can do the work but they might get stuck or they fear they get stuck and they just need that loving support of somebody who can see all sides, all angles, maybe who has experienced it and can help them see that they're not stuck in a cave to show them tips and tools to say, well, okay, that I, you're the way you feel is completely valid, mm -hmm. but let's look at it this way. Why don't you explain this to me this way? And you get, and then it's like, we bring in so many aspects where they are actually the ones who are quote unquote, figuring it out. We are mm -hmm. simply guiding them. And the biggest thing that I see when I work with people and I put out an email, um, not too long ago about this, a called like, I labeled it like, are you an empath? And that was like a simple, like, you know, cause I thought, okay, people are going to read this. And it was like newsflash, like everybody on the fucking planet is an empath, <laughs> you know, because I find that people will use their empathic gifts are like, say, oh, I'm an empath. I absorb everybody's energy. I can't do this. Victim. And Yes, exactly. And, and I tell people, I'm like, you, you know, this is to no fault. I'm not judging you, but what I'm wanting to do is I'm wanting to bring this to your awareness. We are all empaths. It's multi-layered. There's different um, frequencies of sensitivity in people, just like with anything in life. And the more that you're aware of it, the more you observe it, the more that you learn about yourself, the more that you own it, then guess what? Those external things no longer own you. So when you're constantly reaffirming, I'm an empath, I absorb everybody's energy. It's like, do you, like, do you understand like what spells you're casting every time you say that, every time you think that? Because you're literally saying when I navigate out and about in the world that everybody can steal my energy and affect me. And being an empath is a real thing. Like you're an empath, you're highly sensitive. I'm an empath. I'm highly sensitive. But when you start to understand yourself, you start to look inward. You, you understand and know your triggers. You yes. understand how you feel in a crowded room. You understand what spiritual or energetic hygiene you need. 
you exactly. pay attention, right? You pay attention to those cues. And, and it's not that you and I aren't affected by energy where we're so shielded up. We have an ironclad shield around us where we're like, <laughs> energy cannot penetrate this because like that would honestly take away from our gifts. Yep. And you, I think like people like you and I, people who have explored this side of ourselves, the more you know about yourself, the more that you understand your inner workings, it helps you excuse me, to understand how you experience energy, how you intake it. Like, are you just a feeler? Like you can just, you, do you feel people's emotions? Or are you a knower? You just know what somebody's feeling. Or are you an embodier? You can feel it processing through your body. Great. You know these things now, but do you know what's yours versus another? It's like, you have to like understand yourself. Like you can read all the books about being sensitive, about being highly sensitive, about being an empath, take all the workshops and do all this and that. But if you aren't sitting with yourself at the end of the day and understanding who you are, how you intake energy, what kind of empathic gifts you have, then all the things you're like reading and just consuming aren't going to make any sense. And so when people come to me, like I always tell people like every single person I've ever worked on, guess what? They're an empath, whether they know it or not. And the ones that like, will constantly be like, I'm so drained. This person made me feel like this and this, and this. and I'm just like, do you like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. But you're constantly reaffirming to the energy around you that I am not empowered within myself. And so anything outside of me can fuck with my energy. It can do this. It can do that. And there are times when I go out and about where I'll be like, whoa, I'm feeling like overly stimulated, but I know what I need or I desire to do next. That's going to help me empty out. That's going to help me tap back in. Cause people always say, well, and I think this is funny. And you probably have heard this too with clients. They'll be like, oh, I hope you don't take on all my bad energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes, and, yes. And I'm always like, well, okay, well, your energy is not bad. And right. anything that you have going on, I'm not going to take on as my own because I'm very secure in my boundaries and my energy mm -hmm. and the way that I show up and process it. And I've got, I've got tools and tips and things that I do to clear my channel often. Like it's okay. And I think that's like important as being an empath. And I know you and I have talked about this a lot. Oh, yeah. Like when people like will complain, like you said, that victimhood mentality, and mm -hmm. we're not negating anybody's experience of being so sensitive to energy, but you can't wear that as an honor, as a badge, like, well, I'm so sensitive to energy. So this is just how I am. Exactly. I love that you said that it's not wearing it as a badge of honor. Because, yeah. you know, something the Course in Miracles says that I just love, all the children of God are special, so none of them are special. We yeah. all have our own specialness. We all have our own unique gifts and talents, you know, and our way of showing up in the world. But we cannot wear them. You know, that's the thing with talent is yes. you have to, you can, there's a difference in showcasing talent and showing off your talent and you need to be in the realm of, I would like to showcase this. I would yes. like to show you, you know, the, the positive attribute of this or the best way of, you know, doing this. And I actually talked about, uh, it's on my blog. Um, it was a spiritual discussion I did about true empathy, about what true empathy is because, you know, we, the society that we have come into is all about, you know, Oh, you know, empaths are, you know, 
empaths are this and empaths are that and sensitivity mm-hmm. and uh, oversensitivity and so forth and so on. And it's almost like we're wearing kid gloves and yeah. <laughs> we don't need to wear those kids gloves because we're all the same energy. We're all the same thing. There is nothing that anyone, there's no one more powerful or less powerful. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's really important to understand no one's emotions are more powerful than your emotions and no one's energy is more powerful than your energy. What we just have to realize is that true empathy isn't about going into sacrifice and suffering. It's about coming into the energy of compassion and saying, you know what? I see that you're suffering and I love you anyway. Not necessarily going over there and be like, I see that you're suffering. Let me take it for you and become a martyr because God isn't looking for martyrs. He's looking for teachers. He's looking for people to embody these principles of compassion, of love, of joy. And once again, like you said, this is not to negate anyone's experience. It is to simply say that, okay, you've had this experience of maybe being overly sensitive. Mm -hmm. You've had this experience of maybe picking up on someone's energy that was, you know, that you felt was very strong. But what we have to realize is, okay, that was a past experience. And this is my brand new experience. This is where I want to bring it into this now moment. I don't want to pull from the past and I don't want to project into the future. I want to be 100% now and I want to be 100% compassionate with this person. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to do things for them. It doesn't mean that you're not going to help them. But what it does mean is you are not going to go into the suffering with them. Because when you do that, you're going into the ego's use of Mm -hmm. empathy. And the ego's use of empathy is suffering, 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 and more suffering. Right, right, right. And I love that you like say all that because I, I feel the same exact way. And I think like, I just have this feeling. It's like this intention, this like deep intention with myself that yes, I'm going to go out into the world. Yes. I'm going to experience energy. I'm going to pick up on this or that, but I'm observing it. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm curious about it. And like, I just have this knowing, it's just a knowing that like, you're not going to infiltrate my energy when I'm out and about. Like when I work with clients, I come into this very um, grounded sense of what I'm doing and very present where I want to be an open channel. Like I want to, I find that I perceive and receive the energy in the way that their empathic gifts work. Mm -hmm. And like, I want to experience it, but like at the same time, I know it's an experience. I'm not going to embody your shit. I'm I'm going to experience it so I can process it and understand it and then deliver to you the healing, whatever you need in that moment. And then when we discuss it, it makes sense to you. But it's like when that person leaves my presence, that energy is like gone. Like I'm not giving mm-hmm. it back to the client because they came to like, you right. know, get, you know, to let go of that energy, but I'm giving it to the earth. And I imagine myself giving it to the earth because she is an ever loving, giving mother. And she takes and she transforms it into something beautiful, be it trees, be it another animal, be it flowers, whatever it is. 
that's the way that I envision it. And it's because I believe it. I know it. That is the way that I am alchemizing the energy for that client, the energy that they have now dispelled, discharged. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the way that I've always done it. It's just like, I have this clear knowing that this is how it's going to go. This is how Nicole operates. And I trust that the universe and I are in this beautiful divine contract together. And this is how it works. <laughs> and I love that you, you know, I love that that's the way that it works for you and that you express it in such a beautiful artistic way of, you know, this is how it works for, you know, for you, for mm -hmm. me, it's, it's the opposite. For me, I, I do that. I do the same thing. I'm very open, very just, you know, let me experience this. And then after they're done, for me, I, the way that I kind of clear it or the way that I just simply kind of close the door, if you will, is I just give it all, I just give it all the spirit and I just say, here you go. You know, and that's just my way of yeah. doing it. You know, your way is grounding it into the earth. My way is simply handing it over and saying, okay, well, have fun, <laughs> have fun yeah. with that. I'm going to be, you know, and I'm, that's it. Now I am back into, you know, that centeredness, that joy, mm -hmm. that happiness, that peace that, you know, I don't have to take with me, you know, just like you don't have to take with you, your client stuff, you right. know, and you do it, you know, through that way. I do it, you know, through, through that way. And that's what I think is so beautiful. You know, there's so many different ways to meditate, to work yes. energy, to do healing, to do channeling, to do, I yes. mean, to do a plethora of yes. things. There's so many, many, many different ways of doing it. And all you have to really do is just go with what, and this is the way, this is what I always give my, my clients when they're seeking, you know, guidance, when they're like, well, I want to get more in tune with my guidance. Well, here's yes. one fabulous tool. And it has to be both of these, these two things together, because if it's not, then you need to recheck. It has to be peaceful and compelling. Even if you're scared shitless. Yeah. If it's that, you know, it, when you think, when the first thought comes up about, you know, and I can, once again, my experience, I was offered a beautiful experience to, you know, do my first in-person workshop at a, a spiritualist camp here in Indiana. And uh -huh. when I first thought about it, I was like, oh, like that sound, oh my gosh, yes. Like I was excited about it. It felt very peaceful. And then I started to think about it and I was like, oh my God. Ooh, okay. <laughs> like I'm actually going to be talking in front of people and like people are going to be there. And so, you know, obviously the peace went away and the fear started to set in, but yeah. then, but the very first action, the very first thought, the very first emotion was this feels really good. And this yes. feels like I want to do it. And so that's how I knew in that moment, this is where I was supposed to go. And, you know, cause there are people from all over Indiana that are putting in, you know, their stuff to yeah. get picked. So, you yeah. know, one of my fears, what if I don't get picked? Well, what if I do? Right. And you know, the, the other fear, well, what if no one comes? What if I have 20 people? You know, right. once again, switching it around instead of focusing on what if this bad things happen, no, mm -hmm. what if this good thing, you know, happens? And that's right. what I always try to explain to my clients is that I'm not here to tell you that I'm perfect because we are all perfect, whole and complete in the truth of who we are. 
But right. we are still remembering that. And we're still remembering how to embody that in every given moment. So we're going to have times of fear. We're going yes. to have times when, you know, we're afraid. And, you know, it doesn't matter how much guidance, how connected you are. If you go into fear, then that's okay. But then you just don't have to stay in the mm -hmm. fear. You have to find your process. Maybe it's using what if, but using, you know, what if something terrible happens? What if something great happens? Maybe, right. you know, it's just another tool that you can use, but that's how we begin this process of really tuning in to guidance. And I know that we have covered a variety of different topics. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. On this, our, is, this is so impactful. So, but this is how, this is, guys, I can tell you, this is literally how our conversations <laughs> go when I am sitting, you know, on her beautiful couch at her house and we are just sitting there having an in-depth discussion about, you know, rant, just going everywhere over yes. the board and just having this beautiful like energy and this beautiful discussion of, you know, both of us playing off one another. And this is really how a session with either of us is. Yeah. It is a play of energy. We Absolutely. are, you know, she's feeding off me, I'm feeding off her and it's this beautiful, okay, where where are we going? Like how, where's spirit going to guide us? And we're just notice. We're not saying, oh my gosh, well, you know, we really got to stick on the topic of just miracles or we really got to yeah. stick on the topic of just <laughs> empathy. No, we said, yeah. oh, where, spirit, where would you like us to go? Oh, you want us to talk about empathy. Oh, now you want us to talk about miracles. Oh, now you want us to talk about fear. Oh, now you want us to talk about the ego. Oh, now yeah. let's talk about labels, you know, and it's just <laughs> wherever spirit wants us to go we go and we go there willingly, joyfully, peacefully. Notice there's not, we're not taking these big long breaks or saying, well, Nicole, you know, we really got to stay on topic. And she's not saying, well, Ron, <laughs> you know, come on back on topic. We're just flowing with it. Yeah. And which is, this is why, like, I love talking to you because our conversations are always super fluid. It's like, we are jumping timelines constantly <laughs> talk, talking about this and Ooh, what about this? And it's like, everything flows together and weaves together with this beautiful golden thread always. And when you were talking about fear, I think it's so important to note that even you and I have fear that still pops up, Yeah, but we have this awareness, this curiosity, this understanding, these tools that help us to not stay stuck in the fear. And I had a, when I had a client, we were talking about fear because she was talking about some fear she had. And I was like, girl, I I'm working through this right now. I'm working through this fear block and here's what I'm doing. Cause I was sharing with her, like some tools that I was doing and saying, you know, maybe this will be inspiring for you. And she said, I'm so glad you said that because she was like, there are so many people who act like when they reach a certain level or they're this or that, that the fear is gone. And she was like, because people who, who pretend that fear is no longer existent, she goes, they're full of bullshit. And, and I'm like, I would never tell anybody like, I have no fears. I'm like, I have fear often when, when I'm stepping into something new, I am scared shitless because I'm like, is anybody going to care? Mm -hmm. Um, do I even know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh. Like who am I to talk about this? Like I have all that creep in, but every time I lean into that edge of fear with that, what if, or the, why not me? Why not? Mm -hmm. 
And I take that next step, that next aligned action that feels really good. I face it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that wasn't so scary, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's like, I've done that so much. And so it's like every new layer of Ron that you uncover, the deeper you get to your core essence, your soul essence, your soul expression, there will be a new level of a fear or maybe a trigger because you haven't been there before, like consciously, mm -hmm. like your soul has experienced a lot, but like you're stepping into a new level and it's like, you remember how capable you are. You remember how wonderfully made you are. And it's like, okay, I can do this because we need to be the person that believes in ourselves more than anybody else. Be our biggest cheerleader. There yes. are going to be people that cheer us along. We go on our path and those are beautiful added bonuses. But what happens when the applause externally isn't there? Can mm -hmm. you keep moving along your path? Can you keep dancing with your fear and taking it by the hand and saying, I know we're scared right now, but trust me, I've got us. Can we do that? And that, that's kind of like how I think about my fear. Like when something comes up, I kind of envision myself because, you know, I love to dance. <laughs> so I like taking its hand and lovingly talking to very dance. Like, why don't you tell me what you're so scared about? And then let me tell you this other story, like dropping into my heart communing with my higher self and letting that aspect help lead the way, help pave the way because your oh, yes. soul knows, your heart knows, and it's that surrendered trust. I know we've talked about this before in conversation. It's like, you know, that surrendered trust is so needed. And is it scary? Hell yeah. It can be scary when you're mm -hmm. living a heart centered led life and you're living from your soul, it's going to look crazy to some people, <laughs> but it feels good to us. And we have to trust in that because we don't know what awaits us on the other side of that. And that's not for us to know in that moment. It's for us to trust and be okay with dancing with the unknown. Oh yes. 100%. You know, it is about acknowledging the fear. And then as you acknowledge it, like you said, basically telling that fear that Really, in truth, we have nothing to be afraid of. The only reason that we fear things is simply because we have yet to experience them within that physical dense, within this physical density. Yeah. And so we simply say, well, I don't know. Once again, come in, see how it all comes back around, guys, to the yep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, and that's where it comes from because the ego, you know, it's the ego is nothing more than an idea. And the only reason that it's there is because we keep giving it credence. We keep giving it power and saying, well, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to stay in this little box and I'm just going to be here and that's going to be it. And so what Nicole is talking about is absolutely beautiful, which is talking to that fear. And in talking to it, you recognize that it no longer has power because a good majority yep. of your fears, I can guarantee you, are either from the past or from the future. They have Absolutely. nothing to do with the present moment of yes. now. Yes. And one of my big present moment of now fears that I had is I have an ACIM support group. So it's where I get on every day at 8 a.m. 
and I read one lesson of A Course in Miracles, and then I get on at 8 p.m., and I have a discussion about that, like what that lesson meant to me, how I practiced it, you know, maybe some stuff that would come up, and then taking questions from other people. But I didn't know if anyone else was going to show up. Like I created mm -hmm. the group. I had 157 people say they liked the group, but I didn't know if 157 people were going to show up. Right. And so day number one, you know, I had that fear of, oh my gosh, what if no one shows up? And then I'm just sitting there on the screen reading to myself. <laughs> and I said, well, then you know what? Then you're reading to yourself because you're making this a commitment to yourself yep. mm -hmm. to do this. You've made the commitment. You said you're going to do it. So just do it. And I can tell you day one, guess what? No one showed up. I'm not ashamed to say it. There's no yeah. shame in it. But yeah. then I went live that night and I had three people come on and be like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so sorry I missed you in the morning. You know, let's talk. And so we talked about the lesson. Then the next day, three people showed up again. Then five people showed up at night and then three people showed up in the morning and then 10 people showed up at night. And it just keeps, you know, it's building. And sometimes there's three, sometimes there's 10 people in the morning and three people at night. Sometimes there's one person, but it does not matter because I showed myself, I showed that ego self that the fear that it presented that no one was going to show up was wrong and invalid. It has no power over me any longer because I no longer allow it to have that power. I have taken that power away by giving it, by doing the thing that I was afraid of. And it's just taking, you know, you don't have to take big steps like I did. You can take little tiny baby steps. Maybe you really want to write a blog. Okay, well, let's start with a little tiny baby step of what would the name of your blog be? Like yeah. that's a very tiny step that you can take. And it's just you beginning to really think about and say, hmm. Well, you know, maybe it'll be, you know, awakening midnight dreams or, yeah. you know, something like that. I know. Well, now you get to dream about it. Now you get to think about it. And, yep. you know, then that starts that ball rolling a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. I love that you say that too, about those baby steps, because the way that my podcast soulfully awakened was birth was a few years ago. I kept hearing the word soulfully awakened. And so I was, I would write about it. I would journal about it. I'm like, okay, like, okay, what does this mean? And at first when I would write about it, I was thinking it was going to be a new, um, like group coaching program or it, you know, I didn't really know, but I was just kind of like playing with it. And then, um, last year back in February, I got this like clear guidance to, okay, it's time to start a podcast and you're going to call it soulfully awakened. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. This is why that word came to me like a couple years ago. And along the way, I kept getting breadcrumbs from people being like, you should start a podcast. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast or people telling me, which is just so funny would be like, I, I love your voice. And I'd be like, you love my voice. And it would be like, because I always was like, I don't like my voice. I don't like the way it sounds when it's recorded back. And over the, the year of me doing this, I've gotten so many messages about people telling me how much they love my <laughs> voice. And, and I think like, it's like when you get like a little breadcrumb of it, like a, like a desire or insight and you just kind of let yourself dream with it. You have no idea what it is going to evolve into. And that's not our job 
to figure everything out. Our job is mm-hmm. to enjoy the experience. That's the way that I kind of um, approach it. But I'm not saying that like I'm perfect. And sometimes I'm not like, I want to have it all figured out right now, you know, because, right. you know, I'm, we're human. We're, I always tell people like, I'm, I'm human as fuck. Like, you know, I'm here in this experience with you too. Um, and, and I'm always learning. I'm always uncovering new layers. I'm always shifting and transforming. And that's how I want to be. I don't want to be stagnant. I want to be fluid and flowing along my path. And so I think that's a great message to tell the people like what, what's in your heart? What, what desires are you, what are you carrying there? Let yourself dream. Let yourself dream about it. Like, let yourself go there. Let it be big. Let it be grand. And just let yourself play with that. You don't have to know the ins and the outs and the end product. We don't want a future trip. But you can let yourself dream up into the future, but don't be attached to the outcome of it. Yes, that is so, so key. Attachment is, you know, when you're looking within yourself and you're looking at your fears, you're looking at your, you know, your stuff. It's not to be attached to it. It is to be that observer. You know, I did, um, you know, I, I created a little gingerbread house and I, I actually posted the whole little oh, video. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, it's okay to be proud of things. It's okay to have things. It's okay to want things, but do not become so attached to them that they become your anchor for being. You are your anchor for being. You simply being here is why you're here. You know, don't try to go into this big cosmic, you know, why am I here? I'm here because I'm present. I'm here because I'm now. I'm here because, yes, there is a function that I am to fulfill. I don't have to know what that is, but I can flow. I can dive and I can simply look at life as this beautiful experience that I don't necessarily have to be attached to the bad things or to the good things. And I know we're going really high here with this because <laughs> already it's kind of like, um, wait a minute, you don't have to be attached to the good things or the bad things. I can tell you, if you want to have a seminar that won't work, label it that because no one's going to, I can tell you, no one's going to come to that because they're like, well, I want to feel good. I'm right. not saying that you can't feel good. Not saying that, you know, that's it. You just become this emotionless robot. No, what it really means is that you are happy and it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Ah, great exact good day. This is Lady Intellectus here. Uh, such a pleasure it is to speak to you uh, this day of your time. Uh, and we are so excited uh, to be speaking to you about this beautiful uh, topic. All right. So we're talking about being happy and being joyful and operating from uh, that standpoint. All right. And so all you have to do is once again, you be present in your ever present moment. And now that's it. (laughs) There's no tricks. There's no nothing. It is simply about being present with the experience and seeing the experience for what it is, what you have called for, all right? Your thoughts are constantly projected onto the screen of life. If you're not liking what you're seeing, then it's not about changing the world. You're also obsessed with changing the world. Change your mind about it. And then the perception changes. It all changes but you must be willing 
to be present in the moment and not judge the moment, not judge the circumstance. Now, we already hear some of you saying, well, what about atrocities? Uh, what about terrible, awful things that are happening? You're telling us to be happy anyway? What we're asking you to do is be willing to see it how source would see it. Be willing to see it how your guides would see it. Be willing to see it how love would see it instead of through the perceptual lens of your judgments, of your uh, egoic self. That's all you have to do. It's not saying that the atrocity is not an atrocity. It is simply saying, I am willing to see this differently. I am willing to say, all right, I, I'm willing to see this differently. Spirit, what would you have me do instead of you believing that you already know what to do? Uh, there is a, uh, a parable of the, uh, the young disciple going to the master and uh, handing him a bowl. And the boy says, uh, master, please fill my bowl. And the master says, I cannot fill your bowl. And the little boy looks at him and says, uh, but you are the master. He says, I may be the master, but I cannot fill you. And I cannot fill you because if I fill you, then I am filling you with my own limitations. I don't want to fill you with my own limitations. Go to one who has none. And the boy looked around, all around and said, uh, but I don't see anyone that has no limitations. He said, exactly. Exactly. Because what you must do, my disciple, is give your empty rice bowl to God. For God has no limitation. Do you see? See the truth in that. And that is all. You can be happy. You can be joyful. It can be all the time if you are willing to stop taking the world so personally. Notice how personally you take the world. You take it so personal. Instead, take a step back. Take a step back. Do yourself a favor and let spirit see the world for you. Give yourself a break from all of your judgments and allow yourself to really come in to the truth of who you are. Uh, thank you so much for allowing us uh, to put our two cents in uh, to uh, this <laughs> podcast. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Uh, thank you so much for allowing us uh, to be here this day of your time. Uh, I love it. What you guys don't know is that sometimes Ron will slip in and out and just start channeling. So that was the Palladians this beautiful collective energy that channels through him. And he, I mean, he can call them in, but a lot of times he has no control of when they want to come in. So they wanted to come in today and deliver you guys this beautiful message through Ron's channel. So I hope that you enjoyed that. And with the Palladians coming in and uh, delivering their message, I think that Ron and I can probably wrap up our talk because they came in and just put the little cherry on top of this beautiful cake we've been building. Yes, yes, yes. And that is, you know, the Palladians come in and it's that beautiful melding of, of minds, if you will. They're mm -hmm. always there. They're always present. 
And, you know, a good majority of the time, they, they can explain things far better than I can. And so <laughs> I just say, you know what? Come on in. Because I felt them there. They were like, oh my gosh, we're so excited. Like, let us just talk about this for just a brief minute. And I was like, okay, fine. I was like, bye. I'm going to take that step back. I'm going to let you come forward. And that's it. And like you said, I can call it forth. But it's so much more fun when they are, they're just like, we have something to say. And yeah. I'm just like, then have fun. <laughs> then have fun. <laughs> Talk to everybody. I'm going to go sit back in the back of my mind. <laughs> yes, I, I love that. And before we um, jump off of here, um, what are um, the best ways that people can work with you or contact you? Well, if you guys are interested and you want to know more about me, you can, of course, go to my website, www.awakeningmiracles.org. And there you can find, you know, my services, you can find my blogs, you can find my free trainings, I actually on my and that's where you can find my $10 courses, higher communication, finding your true desire, money, um, mindset, and then you can go a little further down the page and you can see my five free day training on tuning into guidance, you can see my blogs where I post all of my spiritual discussions. Uh, that I do on Facebook. If you're a Facebook person, then you are more than welcome to come over to www.facebook.com backslash simply intuitive, all one word, just like Awakening Miracles, all one word. Um, and you can find me there where I do my spiritual discussions. I post my daily quotes. You can find me on Instagram at Ron Schaefer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at simply intuitive. And yeah, I think, that, I think those are all the ways that you can <laughs> can get in contact with me. And of course, uh, you know, I do readings, mentorships, yes. uh, miracle mindset calls. So if those are things you're interested in, miracle mindset prescriptions, yes. uh, but you can find all those things on my website, exactly what they are and if they attune to you. Awesome. And yes, definitely follow him. He gives lots and lots of free content. So if you are wanting to be, you know, studying A Course in Miracles. Maybe you are a student. Maybe you are an, an avid student of it. Follow Ron, work with Ron. He gives a lot of free information, talks a lot about A Course in Miracles. I am a Course in Miracles um, dropout. <laughs> I mean, I, I do it. I get so far and I'm like, okay, like I made it several lessons further this time. And then I always go back to it. I always learn more. I always start at the beginning and this is my path of course in miracles, but Ron is a plethora of wisdom, information, and inspiration. So definitely give him a follow. And one last question I want to ask, I always ask this to my guest, what does being soulfully awakened mean to you? Being 100% authentic to the truth of who you are in every given moment. I love that. Simple and to the point, but so infinite and so vast and so big. And I, I completely agree. I love that. And that's, yeah, that just feels good. And thank you so much, Ron, for being part of this discussion. Um, it felt like, like we said, like a discussion. It felt like <laughs> we were sitting on the couch together and just talking. And I just want to say you are such a blessing in my life. And I am so excited and honored to share you with my audience on this platform. 
Well, I thank you so much. And you're absolutely right. It was, we were just sitting on your couch, having one of our fabulous talks. (laughs) And it was an honor. It was a privilege, not only to speak with you, to be in the energy with you, but to invite everyone in to the types of beautiful connections that can be had when you find those people who you really connect with and just, they get you, you get them and to show people what a flow it's really like. So I so appreciate this. I so thank you. And the blessing that you give to me is given right back by you. I, it's amazing that we all, you live right across the street. I have the ability <laughs> to contact you and be like, well, yes. the energy is today. And you could be like, yeah, I know. So it's beautiful and wonderful. And you are such a blessing to me and to all of your audience. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Everybody, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, that you learned something, you gained something, and that we just brought a beautiful dynamic into your life and into your world. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening to myself and Ron, and I will talk to you guys next time on the next podcast. So until next time, guys. 